Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this evening. We gather for the evening sacrifice. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalm 139. It's a good thing when we are challenged. When the findings of God bring challenge to change. An opportunity to change. A pressing for change. And the call to maintain change. We know that the Bible challenges us. The Word of God as we read it. As we sit under the preaching of the Word. The Holy Ghost challenges us. Christ in us challenges us. Our Heavenly Father challenges us. And we know, too, the brothers and sisters in Christ challenge us. You know, I thank God for the challenge He brings. I'm so thankful that He challenges motives and that He challenges convictions and desires and mindsets. He challenges the things that need challenging. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. There is no question we will be challenged as we walk with the Lord. And as we truly surrender our everything to Him, the question is, what will we do with the challenge? Now, we should be those that welcome the challenge of the Lord. Search me. Try me and lead me. This holy invitation opening up our lives to the Lord. The message paraphrase, investigate my life, O God. It's a brave prayer. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me. Guide me on the road to eternal life. You know, when you call in a home inspector, you're looking for answers. And it's not the things that you already know need fixing, need attention, and need to change. It's the things you can't see or the things you've missed or the things you aren't aware are issues, like cracks in the foundation Leaks one hasn't seen. Damage that is deep. Things beneath the surface and beneath the facade. Things that are patched. 
but aren't perfect. I would be foolish to call in a home inspector that knows what they're talking about. And then when he has searched and found to reject his findings. Now, of course, tonight we aren't talking about a literal home inspector. We are talking about the Lord. And the truth is, his findings are always right. And his report is always accurate. He knows what needs to be addressed, and therefore he addresses it and challenges us concerning whatever it might be. Today, many don't want to be challenged. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. It brings to light things they don't want seen. Many don't want to be challenged because it might cost them. They don't want to exert the effort. They simply don't want to change. And the truth is, this is one of the reasons people stay away from certain people. And this is one of the reasons people gather to certain people. And this is one of the reasons people go find another church. This is one of the reasons people search for a new translation, or should I say paraphrase, and yes, reason away parts of the text. They don't want to be challenged. This is one of the reasons people filter podcasts and listen to certain songs. This is one of the reasons people follow certain ministers and ministries. This is one of the reasons people stay away from church altogether. And yes, we could go on. But you know, the reality is tonight that just because we skirt the challenge or run from the challenge or try and hide from the challenge or ignore the challenge or reject the challenge, it doesn't mean we are in the clear doesn't mean we're off the hook because God is searching us whether we like it or not. God is searching us whether we open up our lives to him and cry out, come and search me, Lord. Come and investigate my life. God is trying us whether we have asked him to or not. He is investigating our lives, and he has a clear picture of what we are all about. Yet how he loves the invitation. The invitation, a simple invitation, but a brave one. Search me, O oh God. Try me. Test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm all about. Show me, Lord. The greatest thing we can do for ourselves and for our families and for those a part of our world is to invite the Lord to search us and to try us and to lead us. And the greatest thing we can do is accept His challenge, the challenge to change. 
You see, his great desire is to lead us in the way everlasting. His heart is to guide us on the road to eternal life, to take us from glory to glory, from strength to strength, to refine us, design us, and define us. Verse 24 on the Passion Translation, See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on, and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways the path that brings me back to you. The Voice Bible, guide me down your path forever. We need the Lord to keep leading. We need the Lord to keep leading us, and we need the Lord to keep guiding us. And this is why we must never close the door of our hearts to his challenge. No matter the age, no matter the stage of life, search, try, lead. We might think we are totally in the right, yet we are totally not. This is why we need the Lord, the one who can dig deep and discover who we are, the one who can find things and see things that we are perhaps convinced aren't even there. Search me. Try me. Know me, Lord. You know, if we could be like the psalmist, if we would be that surrendered before the Lord, that open, that open with the Lord, that meek before the Lord, that broken, what beautiful words, what a beautiful prayer. An invitation, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This kind of surrender, this kind of openness and meekness and brokenness and selflessness not only welcomes change, it produces change. The findings of God and the surrender to change. If we are open like the psalmist, if we invite the Lord in and say, Come, Lord, try me, test me, investigate my life, cross-examine my life. This type of person, surrendered, will accept his findings. And this type of person will follow his recommendations. They will pay the price and count the cost. They will move and they will change. They will respond to the findings of the Lord when the Lord says this area. I found this. Lord, I didn't even know it was there. If we are rejecting a challenge that is the wisdom of God, we are rejecting God. For His challenge is our hope. His challenge is our freedom. It's our answer, and it's our solution. Think about it tonight. Where would we be without the challenge that comes by His Word? 
Imagine the chaos in the kingdom. Imagine the chaos in your life. Where would we be without the challenge that comes by the Holy Ghost? Where would we be without the challenge that comes from Christ in us? Or how about our good Heavenly Father? Where would we be without the challenge of our brothers and sisters? Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, the King James Version. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the path everlasting. This should be the prayer we all should be praying for all the days of our lives. The prayer we should pray concerning our homes, our world. And let us agree tonight that if he wasn't good, he'd leave us alone. If he wasn't good, he'd never challenge us. If he didn't love us, he'd never challenge us. If he didn't care for us, have the best in mind for us, he'd never challenge us. If he didn't have a heart for us, he'd never challenge us. What kind of a father would that be? The Lord has only the best in mind for us, so I'd suggest tonight that we open up and invite him to come, to search us and to try us and to lead us all ages and all stages. I remember crying out and praying as a young person growing up in the children's ministry of church. We heard these scriptures. We prayed these scriptures. As a youth, there were still things the Lord could find. <laughs> As a young adult, well, everything must be worked out, right? Then you get married. And the Lord uses your spouse to search and to try and to find. And then you have children, and the Lord uses your children to refine you. You thought you had everything under control until you had you living in your house. And my, you have to have grace, don't you? I was just like that when I was a kid, you know. Job 23, verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. The Amplified Bible but he knows the way that I take. He has concern for it, appreciates, and pays attention to it. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as refined gold, pure and luminous. I want the Lord to care for me. And that might mean, it will mean, the proper care requires the invitation. Lord, search me and try me and know me. And when you find things that just aren't right, 
even the little things, challenge me. Because I want to change. Now I think of the message to the Laodicean church in the book of Revelation. Revelation 3, beginning of verse 15. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do you not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? I counsel you, the counsel of the Most High. I counsel you to buy from me gold. Imagine going to the Lord. The Lord's counseling you. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten the love of a Father, Savior, Lord, friend. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. The buying of gold and white garments and this I sell. When he has tried us, will we come forth as gold? Will we be clothed and have sight? Let's take the counsel of the Lord. Let us not be those that reject his challenge. Let us not be a Laodicean people. Let us not ignore him or run from him or try and hide from him saying, we are rich and we have become wealthy and we have need of nothing. Let's welcome his love and concern For the word says, for as many as he loves, he chastens. Come as you are. has been a statement floating around the kingdom in the past few years. And I recently read this statement, and it's good. Come as you are. Expect to be changed. You see, it's a good thing when we are challenged, challenged to change. When we are challenged, it's an opportunity to change. If we are never challenged, if we don't feel challenged, we won't even think about change. We won't change. We won't live changed. And we won't maintain change. The challenge of the Lord. Are all areas surrendered to Him? Can He challenge you in any area? Or are there some areas 
Some areas, no trespassing, Lord. I don't want your feet here. Is your life that open and surrendered to the Lord? Are our lives that broken before the Lord? Let the Lord challenge motives. Proverbs 16.2 in the NLT. It's not on the big Bible. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Motives weighed, evaluated, and judged. Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, most secret parts, even to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Let the Lord challenge our motives. Let the Lord challenge our convictions, challenge our desires, challenge our mindsets, our attitudes, our demeanors, our patterns. How about our ways, our standards, our schedules, our entertainments? The things that need to be challenged. Open the door to his challenge today and and never close it. Never, ever close it. I share these words, for if it be we are the ones hiding things, this knowledge of their existence, and are strained to keep them hidden. God wants our life to be an open book. Therefore, he longs to rid us of all hidden sin, all dishonesty, underhandedness, deception, lying, fraud. This is why the Holy Spirit searches out everything in us that is not like Christ. And if we truly want to change, we'll open up to his dealings. You can forget about getting counseling, seeking self-help, or restoring relationships until you experience God's change in each of these areas. Put everything on the back burner until you're ready to renounce all your hidden sin. When you have submitted to God's Word and the transforming power of His Spirit, you won't have to convince others you've changed. As you walk in His truth, the Holy Spirit will commend you to the consciences of everyone around you but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, 2 Corinthians 4.2. He goes on, the Greek word for commending here means God's approval. Paul says, you won't have to impress anybody that you've changed. God will move on their conscience, telling them inwardly, this person has my blessing and approval. It's real, people. No argument can refute the inner evidence that God's Spirit has put in you. In fact, your change will either attract others or become a rebuke to them. The aura of Christ emanating from you will strike their very conscience, and that's when you will find the power to influence others through the changes taking place in you. You'll find relationships being restored, 
and you'll recover your spiritual authority in your home. You will no longer dwell on the changes that need to take place in others. Instead, you will be so encouraged by the changes God is working in you that you'll realize, Lord, I know everything is in your hands, and I resign myself to your will. Just do in me what has to be done. Now is the time to give all your circumstances over into his hands. Forget trying to be delivered out of your crisis. Instead, focus on God's changes in you. As he makes you an overcomer, stay in his word, call diligently on his name, and trust the Holy Spirit. Make this the constant cry of your heart. Change me, oh God. Share a few quotes with you. A.W. Pink. Multitudes desire to be saved from hell. The natural instinct of self-preservation. Who are quite unwilling to be saved from sin. A.W. Tozer. Much of our difficulty as seeking Christians stems from our unwillingness to take God as he is and adjust our lives accordingly. Or these words, it is misleading to say that God accepts us the way we are. Rather, he accepts us despite the way we are. He receives us only in Christ and for Christ's sake. Nor does he mean to leave us the way he found us, but to transform us into the likeness of his Son. That's the plan. A.W. Tozer. It is the business of the Word of God not only to tell me when I am right, but also to point out what I am doing wrong. Growth cannot take place unless there is judgment on those things in my life that are wrong. R.C. Sproul, we cannot change God. God is unchangeable. If changes ought to be made, they must be made with us. They must be made in us. A.W. Tozer, we can know the right words yet never be changed. This is the difference between information and transformation. He goes on, it is one thing to believe the Bible, but something else altogether to know the Bible through the ministry of the Holy Spirit to impact and change your life. what of preaching nowadays? What of preaching nowadays? George Whitfield. It is a poor sermon that gives no offense, that neither makes the hearer displeased with himself nor with the preacher. I mean, when I come to church, I want to be challenged because then I can change. More and more like the Lord from glory to glory, strength to strength. I just don't want to be like those who gather themselves, teachers, to scratch their itchy ears. Just to tell them what they want to hear. Everything's all right. Please don't feel challenged. They should just start their sermons like that. 
You know, sometimes we're waiting for God to change the circumstances, but the truth is God is waiting on our heart, our perspective, and our attitude to change. To this generation, I want to say tonight, God is not going to rewrite the Bible for our generation. We must stop trying to change Scripture when it's written to change us. Isn't that the generation we live in? Let's just change it. Let's make it more palatable, easier. Let's become inclusive. Let's skip over parts of the Bible. Or let's buy into a philosophy that might not be true, and you say, like what? Well, I'm just going to read a quote. Again, A.W. Pink. Because we have this idea that just God loves everybody. And we go around teaching it and preaching it. And I want you to understand something. I want you to hear these words. To tell the Christ rejecter that God loves him is to cauterize his conscience. As well as to afford him a sense of security in his sins. The fact is that the love of God is a truth for the saints only. And to present it to the enemies of God is to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Running around telling a sinful world the love of the Lord is upon them and the Lord loves them. I'd like to say, you know, check out the Gospels and see how many times Jesus walked around his sinners and just said, I love you. God loves you. I challenge you to go read. Go read the Gospels. I challenge you. You'll be shocked. Then you get to John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. Jesus Christ is the gift. That's his love. And it's like a gift that needs to be opened. And the reality is until we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, the wrath of God abides upon us. For the word says that he's angry at the wicked every day. To tell the Christ rejected that God loves him is to cauterize his conscience. Wow. As well as to afford him a sense of security in his sins. We can have the worship team return. Psalm 7, verse 11. God judgeth the righteous. God is angry at the wicked every day. You know, we want to be a people that change. We want to be a people like Christ. As for me and my house... We believe in a whole Bible, like 66 books, like Genesis to Revelation. I know there's some homes that only begin at Matthew, and you know, heaven forbid that that's the reality because you just don't have the whole book and the whole counsel of God. We don't cut pieces out. We don't skip over the things that would challenge us. Instead, you know what we should do when we get to those portions of Scripture that are challenging us? Let's just take our time. Let's take our time. J.C. Ryle said these words, and I pray that this would be our cry, the cry of this generation. Show us anything plainly written in the Bible, we will receive it, believe it, and submit to it. Show us anything contrary to that book, and however sophisticated, plausible, beautiful, and apparently desirable, 
We will not have it at any price. Psalm 69.5, the Passion Translation. God, my life is an open book to you. It is an open book to him. Yet how beautiful an invitation. Broken before the Lord. Surrendered before the Lord all the days of our lives. Lord, search me and try me. Test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm all about. Cross-examine my life. Investigate my life. Lord, see if there's anything in me. And I pray that prayer many times a week. We know how things creep in. And still the Lord's working on me, believe it or not. (laughs) And he'll be working on us and 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 working on us. I remember my grandmother in the hospital. My father was talking to her. You know, she's dealing with the end of her life. and It's just another test. And God's working on us because he's getting us ready for life everlasting. But he wants to beautify us on this side of eternity. He wants a pure bride. You know what the word says, that he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. So I think he cares. He wants to work on us. Refine me, oh God. Might get hot if you ask the Lord to refine you. But how beautiful it is. How beautiful it is. Because after he has tried you, you will come forth as pure gold. Clothed in white garments. And you'll be able to see. You'll have sight. Let's stand tonight. Let's just take a moment in this house. Open up our life to the Lord. You know, perhaps we're here tonight and and we know there are hidden things that we're trying to hide from the Lord. Or we're here tonight and the Lord has come to us. He's come to us time and time again, whatever the area is. It could be something very simple, very small. But to the refiner and the perfecter of his people, any flaw, any flaw he wants to work on because he wants to beautify his church. Make you beautiful like Jesus, like Christ. And so maybe he's come to us and we know you can say right now. You don't have to put your hand up. You don't have to tell anybody. You just, Lord, I know. (laughs) You've been challenging me in that area. You've challenged me time and time again, and I've been slow to change. I pushed you off, but here I am tonight. All things can become new. 
Lord, I open up my life to you. I say once again, I surrender. And Lord, let's see this area change by your strength and by your power and my commitment, my acceptance of your findings, Lord. We might be here tonight, and the reality is we think everything's fine. And the truth is, it might be that everything is fine. <laughs> you cry out to the Lord in this season, and everything's, everything's okay. And, you know, he's, he's working on us. But here we are tonight. Would we pray a bold prayer just for a few minutes? As the worship team leads, we just pray a bold prayer. Lord, search me and try me and know me. Cross-examine my life, investigate my life. I want you to get a clear picture of who I am and what I'm all about. Lord, right now, I invite you to challenge me. Challenge my motives, my convictions, my patterns, my routines, my attitudes, my demeanor. Challenge me, Lord. Lord, I open up my life to you. So, Lord, I pray that we would be a people tonight surrendered. Our lives are an open book, but, Lord, right now that we'd open up our lives to you, we'd open up the book of our life, and we say, God, come. This holy invitation, this holy invitation, Thank you.